Let us help you discover the keys to success, the keys to success in your internet marketing. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org. CertifiedKnowledge.org. Overcome the trials and tribulations of the past and let Marketing Nirvana revolutionize your revenue stream and ROI. Prepare to experience Marketing Nirvana right now. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Marketing Nirvana. I'm your host, Brad Geddes, the founder of Certified Knowledge. We're a marketing training and tool set company designed to educate you in paid search and then save you time with our tools. On this show, we investigate various ways in which your marketing efforts can reach a state of Nirvana. You can find show notes and other information about our guests on certifiedknowledge.org. So one of the least used and really talked about retargeting methods is known as RLSAs. And if you're unfamiliar with this acronym, by the end of the show, you'll not only know what it is, but how to really use this feature. So I've had the pleasure of seeing both today's guests talk about RLSAs in Munich and London. And they did such a great job discussing remarketing and RLSAs that I'd invite them on today's show to really share the knowledge with everyone. So please welcome Rebecca Shopout the group head of search, and Alistair Dent, the director of paid media, both from Periscopic. So thank you both for being on the show today. Thanks very much for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. Now We're very excited to talk about RLSAs. I know. It's such a fun topic. We had a lot of fun talk with us at subconferences. Now, you know, as marketers, we love our abbreviations, right? CPC, CTR, CPA, RLSA. We can't take the time to actually spell anything out. So can you briefly explain what RLSAs actually stand for and what they are? Exactly, yep. So um, as you say, there are so many acronyms in our industry. So RLSA stands for Remarketing Lists for Search Ads. And um, in basic terms, it allows you to remarket to people who have been to your website before, but that are coming back via Google search. Um, now, we all know that we're tired of being followed around um, with these dynamically created ads that show us exactly the product that we looked at around the, the display networks. Um, RLSA gives you the opportunity to more subconsciously um, remarket to your users who have been to your website before. So you'll only target them when they're searching for something on Google search and you're able to show them different advertising, you're able to target them based on different keywords, and you're able to bid differently for them. So it's a great opportunity to have a second chance to target those users again. Sure. So can we put this in a real life example? So can you give me an example or two of how I should actually use this or someone using it and how it's working for them? Of course, yeah. So um, one example would be to test more generic keywords. Uh, this is one of my favorite strategies. So um, let's say that you, you know that you're, you're a fashion advertiser and you know that you can't afford to bid on uh, very generic terms because either you don't have uh, a good enough range to compete with the big dogs out there um, or you just don't have enough budget to be able to compete on those very generic words like uh, jumpers, trousers, dresses, and so on. Um, with remarketing lists for search ads, you can actually advertise on those words, but only targeting people who have been to your website before. Therefore, you're targeting people who already know the brand. They're perhaps more inclined to actually click through to the ads again. And you're able to have a second chance to pick them up through using special offers or targeting them with different USPs. So it's an opportunity to either um, promote customer loyalty by targeting people who have already purchased from you with different adverts, 
um, on more generic keywords to try and push them all the way up through the funnel. Um, or it's an opportunity to try and catch those people who didn't purchase from you the first time. So you could, for example, offer them a free delivery uh, promotion on Google search the second time that they're searching, or if they're searching on something more generic, um, to avoid them having to go through the whole process of looking at all of the competitors uh, again and finding out who's got the best deals. So yeah, there's a lot of ways we can use this. We can use this to adjust bids, to do new keywords, to do new ads. So it's kind of like remarketing in a way, except it's it's you can sort of use it with search. So you know, when, when I set up remarketing, I have options whether I want to set up in Google Analytics or AdWords. I could set up in both if I want to. Of course, I'm using them both in an AdWords account. Um, for RLSAs, where do you initially create these lists? Uh, so it's very similar initially. So uh, you'll create those lists in the shared library in AdWords um, using normal remarketing code. So they can be very similar to the remarketing list that you have at the moment that are already set up. Uh, you'll see that there's a column which is uh, your remarketing list for search only. So you've got a display column and you've got a search column. Um, so setting it, you set it up in there and then you're able to take the list from your shared library and apply it into ad group level in your campaigns. Um, now, the difference between remarketing lists and um, RLSA lists is that with remarketing, you only need to have 100 users in your audience, whereas with RLSA, you need to have 1,000 users. So you can't perhaps get as granular as you could do um, with remarketing, but it definitely uh, allows for a lot of scope for targeting your users again still. Okay, so that, that's a good segue into segmentation. So with remarketing, we're often like looking at our analytics and thinking through users and, all right, I've got, you know, someone who bought from me and I've got someone who abandoned a shopping cart or abandoned a form and I've got someone who made it to a, a product page or a category page or someone who made it to a, a form fill, right? And, and, and for marketing, I only need 100 users. So it's pretty easy to make some pretty granular lists. Yeah. With RLSAs, I need 1,000. So how should I think of list segmentation the same way, or are we thinking this differently when we set up RLSAs? The easiest thing to do is to start off thinking about it in the same way, but in reality, you're only going to really want or care about the most important audiences to you. So with display-based remarketing, you can set up almost anything that you really want and just see how it goes. With remarketing for search, you've got to consider that the whole time you're showing those ads to people, it's only when they're actively searching for something for which you still think you're relevant. So the audiences that you're going to choose and the segments that you're going to apply to, to say, what do I and don't I want on there, you've got to start saying, well, A, do I have enough users? So you know, anyone who visited my website knows my brand in some way, and that's great. The Anyone who's ever bought from me before list is almost always a very good part of your strategy. Now, you know, if you don't sell that much online, you're not going to reach a thousand people in that list. Like, and it could take ages and ages and have almost no impact on your campaigns when you apply it. But if you sell a lot, you know, if you have a fairly high sales volume, then that can be a huge, a huge impact. But I would look at the display lists that you've already got, assuming you, you have those and you're coming to this from scratch and say, okay, which one of these are A, big enough, and B, important? You know, they differ greatly from the norm. Particularly if you already have those audiences set up, you can actually see the stats for those audiences. Say, well, versus my, my campaign average, actually this audience is people who are twice as likely to, to purchase from me on a second visit than people who aren't in this audience. 
So pretty much immediately, you're going to start saying, all right, well, this guy, this is something that's going to have an impact on my account, something that I'm going to want to use. And if it hardly differs at all, then forget it. So let's take a different approach segmentation for a second. So when I make a remarketing list, I, I must create an ad for the list because in itself is basically an ad group. And, and I set a bid for it. And so remarketing is its own channel in itself in a way. Now, with remarketing list search ads, I have the option to raise or lower bids. I have the option to serve a different ad completely. I have the option to set up different keywords completely, which means I'm also setting an ad with different keywords. So should we start by looking at our remarketing lists um, or, or maybe not start, but a different approach should be to, to say, what do we want to do with this? Do we want bid boost? Do we just want ads? If you wanted something different, or just raising bids versus serving different ads, would you set up your list differently? Do you think of the end result and then the list or the list then how to apply it? Some of that will depend on how big your website is. If, if, once, you, if once you look at your data, you realize, well, in reality, I'm only going to have two different lists that are ever going to impact my account, then that really limits what strategies you're going to be able to say, well, what do I want to use these for? If you've got a really big website with lots of different product sections, each of them get loads and loads of visits, you've got a huge variety of different actions, then starting with that is going to be very complicated. So saying, actually, start with my strategy, know what I want to do, and choose which audiences will allow me to do that can be a much more compelling and, frankly, rigorous approach in those situations. Okay, so you can kind of more start simple and get more complex as, as you learn more and more about the data and users. Um, so let's do this. Let's take a, a quick break for our sponsors, and then let's the come back and talk about how to the highly trained and skilled um, internet marketing ninjas. An Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. Internet marketing ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org. Only on webmasterradio.fm. So we're back talking with Alan Becky from Periscopics about RLSAs. And so let's say I've gone through and I've made my list, I'm sort of figured things out, and now I want to put them in AdWords and start doing something. Um, are these lists campaign level, ad group level? I mean, where do I start to actually do stuff inside my account? So what you need to do in order to get started is obviously once you've got your strategy, you need to decide whether you're going to make a brand new campaign or whether you're going to overlay things into your existing campaign. Um, if you decide to make a separate campaign, then um, you need to obviously make that campaign. Um, it's a, a standard search campaign. You need to go into audiences and you need to add the audience from your remarketing list into the audiences tab. From there, you then need to decide whether you're going to be um, adjusting your settings at targeting level to be uh, target and bid or bid only. Now, this is really, really important. I can't stress uh, how much a big of a mistake you could make if you select the wrong setting here. Um, target and bid means that you only want the campaign to target your RLSA audience um, uh, with the keyword in combination with those keywords. If you select bid only, um, it's going to just bid for those audiences in um, separately from your keywords as well. So it will overlay them on your keywords, but it will also target those keywords separately. Uh, now, you can imagine the disaster that could happen here, Brad. So imagine that actually um, you copy over a campaign, you select it to be target and bid, um, and you, um, you don't realize that actually you wanted to select bid only suddenly all your traffic has been narrowed down to only the people in your RLSA audience. Really, really bad. Suddenly all your clicks and impressions drop off in the campaign. Alternatively, if you select bid only by accident and you actually meant to select target and bid, you have another bigger problem because actually you only meant to target those, for example, generic keywords with your RLSA audience. However, suddenly you've opened up the scope to everybody out there um, uh, on the Google search network uh, for those generic keywords. So uh, that's definitely one thing to hold in mind when setting it up. Uh, then you need to just go about adding in your, um, your ads and your keywords in the usual way that you would. So okay. that's if you were doing a separate campaign. Um, if you're looking to just overlay audiences into your existing campaign, again, you're back to the audiences tab within AdWords. And all you do is you add, go to the audiences tab and then select the remarketing list that you would like to add in at ad group level. Um, that's not to do with campaign level. You can make these changes at ad group level. And also, I suggest that you could add multiple audiences per ad group if you wanted to, um, if that's going to um, help have a less complicated structure for you. So let's say you have an ad group that's targeting um, dresses. You could overlay into that ad group an audience list for people who've been to the site 
um, but not converted in the last three days. People who've been to the site but not converted in the last seven days minus the last three days and so on. Uh, the longest list you can get up to in terms of duration is 180 days, which is something we haven't mentioned yet, which um, you definitely have to keep in mind because with standard remarketing, you can go up to 540 days. Okay, so let's, I'm just going to rephrase this to make sure, because this is such an important setting that we've got this right. So if, from a, a simplistic standpoint, now we can get really complex from a simplistic standpoint. If I wanted to use the same keywords but just have different ads. Then I could create an ad group or a campaign. I would select target and bid, and then only the user search for those keywords, which could be different ones, generic ones, and they're unless they see my ad. Yep. And so Perfect. if I just want to do bid boost, I don't want to add new keywords or anything. I just want to say, hey, you are on my website, and I – I find that if someone visits my website three times, the third visit, my conversion is four times higher. So I don't really want to add new keywords. I just want to add a bid boost. So in that case, I'd add the list to all the ad groups that were appropriate and then just add a bid boost for that list. Is that correct? And, exactly. I'd use bid, so you'd be using, and I would use bid only. Exactly. You'd be using bid only in that situation. That's really, really important. Okay. So bid modifiers, what are our ranges here? So you can go from minus 90 to plus 900. Uh, so that's quite a lot of scope there for um, our LSA bid boosts. Um, I would say that there's probably not many people out there doing plus, um, plus 900. That's quite a large um, uh, bid boost. However, if you're working in an industry where terms are very, very um, expensive and you can actually only afford to appear very low down um, in the ad position list, something like a, a big bid, bid, bid boost like that might work for you. It is interesting with RLSAs compared to other bid multipliers that you tend to get in AdWords like devices and locations and times of day. The, compared to those, you really don't want to be afraid of big changes because you can have particular audiences that might be you know, two, three, four times more likely to purchase and you want your bid modifier to reflect that, to say, well, actually... You know, I am I'm desperate for that user to come back. I am willing to pay more for that person, even though I know they've visited my site before, because I'm really likely to get that sale. And vice versa, you might be in a situation where you can say outright, I do not think I'm going to sell again to this person. Let's say you are Netflix. They've already got a subscription with you. You're not going to sell it again. So you can start saying, well... Let me turn this way down. I'm reasonably confident they're not going to suddenly start paying me more money. And there's no purpose in me bidding, bidding again for this person. You can cut way, way back. They don't have to be little changes. You don't need to think in terms of 10% or 20%. If the numbers back you up, go crazy. So let's, let's continue this Netflix example for a second. So let's say I'm Netflix and someone's a member. Well, I don't want to ever pay for them again, right? Like, I don't want to serve an, a search ad to them. Is there any way to make that bid zero? Can I make an excluded list? Can I, I mean, I can't, I can only do minus 90% bid modifier, but is there a way to truly get rid of those users? Sort of. <laughs> Sorry, it's a slightly uh, tricky answer. Yes, there is a capability within AdWords to exclude those users, but it doesn't work as well as you would want it to. So the primary reasons for that are anyone who hasn't been cookied for any reason, they don't show up in the list. So they 
they show up in your crate. They are they match the criteria you're trying to block, but they're just not actually in the list. Secondly, and this one is quite a biggie, is anyone who is signed into Google, if they are if they're logged in when they're doing their search, then RLSAs do not apply to that user. Because if someone is signed into Google, they have explicitly signed a much tighter privacy policy with Google. And at the moment, Google don't have a way around that. So those guys are not being remarketed to through RLSA. And just as much, they're not being excluded through RLSA. So if, that, if your logged in percentage is 15, 20, 25% of users who are searching, then those guys aren't going to get excluded whatever you try and do. So the capability exists, but you can't expect it to work reliably. Yeah, so that's a tough one because I know like on, on our site, Certified Knowledge, we have – it's roughly – because they're all AdWords people, it's like a 97% logged in rate. So when you think of then cookie pools here, I'm going to ask a really technical question. So if I've got a 97% logged in rate, which is have a 3% not logged in rate, do I need 1,000 cookies between logged in and non-logged in users or do I need 1,000 cookies – for just my non-logged in users? Like, would I have to have like a million visits a month to hit that thousand cookies? You need to, th- so Google will cookie the people whether they're logged in or not. But then when they actually perform their search, Google will, will just opt not to apply the remarketing modifiers to that. So you're basically saying they will show up in my cookie pool. I may, I'm eligible to show stuff to this list, but most people in this list aren't going to see it. So it can be, quite misleading when you start looking at those numbers. Interesting. So let's do this. Let's take a break for our sponsors and come back and talk about scale and then some some more bidding nuances for RLSAs. More Marketing Nirvana after we thank our sponsors. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. 
unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. BubbleFast burst onto the e-commerce scene as a family-owned shipping supply provider back in 1999. The product line has grown, but Mark and Robin still own and operate BubbleFast as a family business. Being sellers themselves has taught them what online sellers need to safely and affordably deliver their products to their customers. BubbleFast is proud to be an active member of the community of online sellers. Mark and Robin sponsor seller meetup groups, share shipping tips and tricks through social media, and always love talking to customers and helping solve shipping challenges. Check out the website at BubbleFast.com. Sign up for the Bubble Briefs newsletter to join the Bubble Fast family. Use promo code WMR to get a 5% discount. Or call Mark and Robin at 877-599-7447. Happy shipping from Mark and Robin at Bubble Fast. Injecting new life into your internet marketing. Welcome back to Marketing Nirvana, presented by CertifiedKnowledge.org, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. So we're back talking with Alan and Becky from Periscopics about RLSAs. And and so let's say I've got you know a campaign with a thousand ad groups and if I'm a large advertiser and I want to copy a list to a thousand ad groups. Does Google have an easy way to do this yet, or is it still you gotta go in the interface and copy and paste it a thousand times? Um, luckily, there is a quicker way to do that. We don't have to sit there for hours copying and pasting things anymore. Uh, so within AdWords Editor, um, uh, you're able to copy over a list from one ad group to another. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that um, ad group, uh, AdWords Editor's default setting is target and bid. So if you're copying over a campaign um, uh, and you want to make one target and bid and one bid only, for example, um, the default setting for the one that you've copied over will be target and bid. Or if you're setting up new ones, it will be target and bid. What you need to do is go into ad group level, highlight all of your ad groups, and change uh, the setting within flexible reach to be either bid only or target and bid, whichever one you, you want it to be. So just a little tip there so you don't end up uh, going wrong with your settings. Excellent. Excellent. That's such an important setting. Okay, so you know, back to so we can do bid multipliers minus ninety to plus nine hundred percent. But when you when you think about remarketing, and this is not just remarketing with search ads, it's just remarketing in general. I got a visit to my site somehow, which meant I paid somehow for it. It might have been an organic traffic. Actually, that's a follow-up question in a second. It might have been through Facebook. It might have been through AdWords. So I paid once for somebody to get there. So do you, are you setting RLSA bids based upon direct response last click, knowing you paid initially? Are you taking out that initial click cost and then trying to set a bid based upon what your you know, lifetime value is minus initial? How do you think about – you know, that attribution in there with, with remarketing in general. So attribution is a very, very hard problem to solve. But to simplify enough to be able to actually do something so we're not paralyzed by indecision, one, the way I like to talk about it is to view normal regular search and particularly, you know, when we talk advertising to new visitors as a marketing channel and then remarketing – and remarketing this for search ads as a sales channel. It's the equivalent of, okay, I've got this guy to hear about me, and now I want my salespeople to phone him up and close the deal. And remarketing kind of, kind of feels a little bit like that, that these people, we're not, you know, we might still be brand building, but they know our brand. Like, they've heard of us. The awareness has been generated. They know we sell 
the product they're interested in, although depending which strategy you're using, you might be using remarketing lists for search to try and cross-sell other products, but they know of us. So we can't use the same CPAs for each of the different, um, different channels. So what we'll often do is say, well, I'm going to set a much more sales-driven CPA for my RLSA, so, and I can bid aggressively or unaggressively within that and almost to an extent ignore the attribution problem and say whether I've paid for them before or not, my marketing is, is okay to be up to, let's say, 25% of my total revenue and my sales are okay to be up to 10% of my total revenue. I've baked that into my, into my business plan. So what I'm doing now is saying that's what I can spend. It's an incredibly crude, blunt force way of, of understanding and attributing the fact that you paid for them before. It's also a thousand times easier than setting up an, att- an accurate attribution model because it's easy enough to say, well, I think I've paid for some organic work. I might have paid for a paid click. But what, have you got any idea if they've interacted with your TV ads? Have they seen your billboards? Have they read your ads in magazines, that is so much harder to track that we're definitely not getting it right. And if we're not getting it right, are we, what, are we doing anything helpful at all? Yeah, no, that's, I like the marketing sales analogy. That's a really good one. So, so one final question that we're going to wrap up here. Um, do RLSAs, when someone gets to a list, do they have to come from AdWords or can they come from any source? Could I Use Facebook to my site, put them an RLSA list, and then bid boost on it, or is it just one traffic source? RLSAs apply to all traffic sources coming to your site, which is see, great for you because the lists will be bigger. So if someone does come in via Facebook, they'll be placed into your RLSA list, much in the same way as they would in your remarketing list as well. Uh, the only difference, as Al said earlier, is if people are actually logged into Google or not as to whether your ads will be shown to them or not. Um, One thing that's quite interesting is that you can add a query string onto the end of traffic coming in from Facebook um, to make a remarketing list based on that segment. So if you wanted to, you could actually target Facebook traffic differently uh, so long as you had a thousand users in that audience. Uh, Good tip. Good tip. In fact, we're about out of time here. So any final words of wisdom on RLSAs? I would say use them. Uh, Start using them if you're not already. Um, You will see great success in your accounts. And as Alistair mentioned earlier, be bold with your bidding. Uh, Don't be afraid and put on a 5 or 10% um, bid boost. You need to aim higher. Get those ads into high positions in order to test them out properly. And actually, you will see genuinely good results from it. Excellent. This has been fantastic. If someone wants to find more about you online, where can they go look? I would visit the Periscopics website. So that's www.periscopics.com. Um, or you can find us uh, on Twitter at Periscopics. Perfect, perfect. Thank you both for so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Excellent. And thank you, listeners, for joining us for another episode of Market Nirvana. As a reminder, show notes and other information about our guests can be found on certifiedknowledge.org. New episodes can be found on Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find archives or past episodes at webmasterradio.fm, Stitcher, iTunes, the iPhone and Google Play Webmaster Radio apps, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you listen to music these days. Thank you for listening.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.